I'm Daniel, and you're listening to Time in the Word on Faith FM. Today I'm here with Andrew, and we're at the Seventh-day Adventist Big Camp in Devonport, Tasmania, and we're going to be studying Matthew chapter 14, verse 22 to 33. How are you going today, Andrew? Uh, I'm very good. Thank you, Daniel. How about you? Yeah, I'm awesome. Very, very excited to be studying God's Word with you. Mm. Would you like to say a little prayer for us as we begin? Yes, no problem. Dear Father in heaven, we give thanks for the safety and protection of the day, and we give thanks to your only begotten Son that you have given to us, who has died for us on the cross and has washed away our sins. We are very grateful, Father, that uh, you can work in our hearts and the Spirit. You can work the faith in our hearts by the Spirit so that we'll be facing no trouble accepting you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That was beautiful, Andrew. Thank you for that. We're going to be looking from Matthew 14. We're going to start at verse 22 and read all the way through to 33. And I'm wondering, Andrew, would you be able to read maybe the first three verses for us today? Yeah. This is from the English Standard Version. That's uh, Matthew chapter 14. Start from verse 22. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. Wow, that's an amazing story. I'm just looking at this and the first thing I'm noticing is that Jesus is exhausted from preaching. He gets to the point where he even has to send these people home. And instead of collapsing with exhaustion the way that I'd do, he begins to pray. What does that tell you about Jesus? I think Jesus, I can say that he is not only one who can perform miracle but rather true and eternal God. And he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. And when his disciples were troubled in the midst of the ocean, he did walk to them on the sea. And and I think that also shows how Jesus did not forget about his disciples. He wants to give them a hand. So, yeah, I think so far that's all. Mm. That's amazing. And it tells us something about how Jesus wants to relate to us also. Mm. You know, you think about yourself sometimes in trouble and Satan does this when we're in really going Mm. through really hard times. Maybe something's going on in our life that's difficult to deal with. It's those times that we feel that Jesus is the furthest away from us. Mm. And as you rightly pointed out, he doesn't forget about his people. He comes to them and even comes to them. They're walking across the water. Mm. He remembers them also see there that he was someone, like you said, that he was very, very close to his father. Wonderful pictures of Jesus that we get here. Well, I'm going to read on a little bit, and I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. I'm going to read from verse 26 all the way down to verse 28. And the scripture says, When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear they cried out, It's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. That's so beautiful. I'm sorry, I've got to stop right there because in this fear that they experience, they look out, they see Jesus, and he says, don't be afraid. 
take courage. I'm here. As I read that, I feel like I want to get verse 27 put up on my wall or something because there's a beautiful little thing that he's saying. Has there ever been a time in your life where you felt Jesus give you courage or encourage you with his presence? For sure. I think um, this example may not necessarily seem as courage, but rather like a guidance. According to Matthew chapter 7, it said, Judge not that you be not judged. This always reminds me about how we shouldn't judge because that's only to be done by God himself. So we were to do the best to forgive rather than to judge. Mm. That's beautiful. Thank you for yeah. sharing that. I just look at that and I see that that's something that I really need to take on in my life. You know, we all as Christians mm. need to take that on, don't we? I'm just looking here in verse 28. I'm just wondering if it's okay if you can just read verse 28 for us of chapter 14. Yes, sure. And the scripture says, And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink and cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Mm. Yeah, that's right. One of the things that Jesus said to his disciples was he said, you're going to do more amazing mm-hmm. things than I do. And it might be pretty amazing to think mm-hmm. of that because Jesus raised the dead, he stopped storms. Oh. You know, he did amazing things, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And he said to his disciples, you're going to do more amazing things than I do. And when you read the book of Acts, you see that they actually do do more amazing things that Jesus does oh. because I guess it's not about the miracles. The miracles aren't the most important thing. They're just the proof of who Jesus really was. But mm-hmm. the thing that we share with the ministry of Jesus is the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so Peter looks out at Jesus coming to him on the water and he says, Lord, if it's really you, call to me and I'll be able to come. Mm. And Jesus beckons him and then Peter, a man, begins to walk on water, something that's completely impossible, completely impossible. It's been the case in my life often that Jesus is beckoning to me to do something that's completely impossible. You know, it Mm. happened when I first gave my life to him. I felt that there was too much that I had to do that was involved with the world and that uh, it was too much to step out and follow him. It happened when he called me to ministry, that there was too much going on, you know. Mm. So many times. Has that ever been your experience that Jesus has called you out of your comfort zone? Mm. When I meet people who have not yet heard about Jesus or people who with some reason can't accept him, I have a sense of duty that I need to make him know of him and if possible, let him believe in him. But it didn't always go well. And that's probably what I felt is out of the comfort zone. Yeah, that's the main thing. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Andrew. Yeah, it's always a challenge, isn't it? Mm. You know, here in this story, Jesus gives us the answer. Oh. And it's to keep our eyes fixed firmly on him. You can see there that Peter, he steps out of that boat and he keeps his eyes on Jesus. He's walking towards Jesus, it says at the end of verse 29. And then verse 30 has the big but. And it says, but when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he became terrified and he began to sink. If Jesus is calling us to do something, I don't think he's ever going to ask us to do something that he doesn't also give us the power to do. And if he's calling us to do it, he's going to help us to do it. And if we keep our eyes fixed on him, 
we're going to be successful. But the minute we take our eyes off and we look at the doubts and we look at the discouragements and we look at the waves, that's when we begin to sink. Well, how would you like to read just the end of that verse, the response that Peter takes there at the end of verse 30 when he begins to sink? What does he say? What does Peter say? Peter said, Lord, save me, so that he's seeking for Jesus' help. Mm. Lord, save me. And isn't that the cry of all of our hearts? Mm. Lord, save me. The funny thing is that's all that he needed to say because just before his mouth went under that water, it says in verse 31 that Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt? And even in those moments when we're trying to step out and follow what Jesus is asking us to do when we fail, all we have to do is to cry out to him and he's there every time. How would you like to read 32 and 33 for us? It said, And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Mm. Yeah, that's amazing, isn't it? Mm. So they recognize him for who he is. They begin to worship him as the Son of God. And in fact, if he's receiving worship as Mm. very God himself, isn't it? Mm. I think that Peter really learned something here. But at the same time, I think each one of us can learn something from this story too. Mm. Yeah. We've come to the end of our time now, and it's been so wonderful studying God's Word with you, Andrew. Thank you for reading with me. Oh, thanks very much, Daniel. Mm. It's been beautiful. Would you like to close with prayer for us? Yes, sure. Dear Heavenly Father, we give thanks that we can all understand about what you are trying to make us know. And we thank you for the questions and answers, which helps to enhance the understanding And may you be present with all people who are learning the scripture so that they can be inspired. In the name of Christ, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, Andrew. What a lovely prayer, and I agree with it. You've been listening to Daniel Andrew, and this has been Time in the Word on Faith FM. Mm -hmm.